Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidwick, here to look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2 Oh, AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamflint Sidgwick to look ahead to Raw tonight. And I suppose especially if you're Austin Theory, it can't get any worse. Oh, but I'd like to see them try. Try. I, I wonder what more I'm they can do. I'm fascinated for tonight's show because of this. Well, so last week was a burial for the ages. You know, it's not, at this point, stuff that we were just laughing at on the sly, thinking that... Triple H is just doing this to Austin Theory because they always do this to Money in the Bank briefcase holders and a day will come where he'll cash in our champion. He did all the burying and then actually buried him. There was no question at this point. They can do... WWE have done losing streak stories and some have come good, I think. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Like a losing streak story where it gets turned around and the person goes on this great run. But they have now got, what, two months to make him sound like he might win the Royal Rumble? Otherwise, not to be harsh, you might as well fire him. Like, I, I'm not calling for somebody to lose their job, but in terms of a pro wrestling push and a storyline and a character, I can't remember anyone that's been this dead. Because when people died under Vince, they could be reborn the following week. Yeah. That was the sort of the, the trick and the cheat code of the Vincent Man era. Triple H is, is plotting, and he's deciding his WrestleMania card, and he's booking his pay-per-views and his premium live events with a, a certain degree of logic, even if you don't like some of the characters. What's this in theory going to do that could remotely be convincing now? But if you look at his story arc as well, the character was more or less introduced as the 2021 Drew McIntyre. He's mm. the chosen one. Not many other people can see it. Vince McMahon doesn't want to put anybody over, even in storylines where the whole purpose is to put them over. But, you know, <laughs> the fact that he slapped him on TV, oh, that means he likes him. How warped. How utterly warped is that? You have to get, like, a lifetime subscription to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter just to get a taste of his psyche to determine how that actually equates to a push. But it mm. did. We all know this. Um, we all remember the egg law, of course. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rock didn't turn up for his own celebration, but Austin Theory found an egg. <laughs> So, yeah. was, that, that was that last Survivor Series? That's right, yeah. We're coming up on a year since the egg. So we talk about, like, uh, storylines, long-term stories. We tell stories. And the great thing about the match was it told a story, right? Look at Austin Theory's character, right? Gets endorsed by fading wrestling promoter 
who is so useless and incompetent that he gives birth to his own competition. Okay? <laughs> Austin Theory is endorsed by this man. Austin Theory loses to Pat McAfee? Yes. Yeah. So it loses to the commentator, right? Doesn't matter that he's an athlete. He's lost to a commentator. Someone who's not in a completely fictional world. He's lost to the guy who... Vince Pink seconds later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is the commentator guy, right? So hyped by incompetent moron. Loses to commentator. Sneaks his way into Money in the Bank match in which he wins and it's sold as utterly inexplicable, right? Okay. Is then deserted by his um, bias promoter, who's had to resign in disgrace, loses a series of matches, is stupid enough not to cash in his guaranteed shot at a world title at WrestleMania, instead opts to cash in um, for United States title, which, yes, he'd already won, but had lost. And as well, just an extra pathetic note... You could argue in storyline that the reason he dropped down to US title level is because the two times he tried to cash in the world title, he was embarrassed. Like, he was put flat on his ass by Tyson Fury and Roman Reigns at Clash and SummerSlam, respectively. So it's almost like he's looked at that picture and thought, it's too big for me, this. I'll, yeah. I'll drop down a level. I'll drop down a league. And he went, oh, NXT's a bit big as well. Yeah. Don't forget. <laughs> yeah, he's got an NXT and thought, oh, I don't know about that. Braun Brick looks yeah. pretty hard. <laughs> pretty hard. I won't bother with him. Um, and then loses against weakened opponent. Utter geek. But... Following an open challenge, by the way. Yep. Following an open challenge. But I've worked it out. Go on. I know how to resuscitate this character. Are you ready for this, right? Some babyface geek arsehole who you hate after his terrible patter comes out of his stupid geek mouth, right? Taunts Austin Theory in backstage segment. It could be Johnny Gargano again. It could be Mustafa Ali. It could be anyone who wears kick pads and is under six feet tall and 225 pounds because they're all complete designated losers. He says something to Austin Theory uh, along the lines of... Wait just a second. It's time to play the game! Did it, did it, did it, did it. Guess which absolutely useless bit of comedy is going to come out of some dog's mouth, right? <laughs> Maybe needs a bit of workshop in this idea. But I think someone like Mustafa Ali is going to say something to the gentleman in question along the lines of, well, I've got a theory that no one should have seen anything in you to begin with. Ah, oh, that's his name. And, and then theory's going to go... And then, like, push them or headbutt them or do something. And then a match is going to be made for later in that night and to abject silence. <laughs> in eight minutes, he's going to beat Mustafa Ali. And then some thick <laughs> on Twitter after the fact is going to go, <laughs> well, you look pretty silly for doubting the Austin Theory storyline now. He's just beat someone in nine minutes in a match that no one gave a toss about. <laughs> to someone that they don't really care about in WWE. And that is legitimately how they're going to do it. They're going to have some babyface talk. I've got I've got a line. Like, you know, because people just don't talk in real life like these wrestlers do. Huh. Now I know what it means when your theme music says A-Town down, Austin. Because you were down for the three count last week against Seth Rollins on last week's Monday Night Raw. Austin. Actually. <laughs> actually, Austin. Can you think of the line that these people would say? I, Can you be a geek? 
I think I, I think I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> can we all get there or not? I, don't <laughs> I, I, I went down a very tried and true route for us. Uh, it's called the More Like um, yeah. road. So I was thinking, Austin Theory, more like Austin Powers. Because <laughs> 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 I thought you were going to say more like Austin Practice. It's somehow related to driving tests. Because he's, no, he's not even out of practice yet. Theory and practice. Yeah. I think that's something that could go Ooh, along yeah. those lines as well. But, like, but I guess. sorry, no, please explore Austin Powers. I, was, I, 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 yeah. I, really I didn't really have a conclusion to this. It was just going to be like, you f- Gershwin, baby, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good for them, though. I will say, I guess in practice, Austin Theory is a bit of a chump. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> ricochet coming up like, Ricochet, you, ricochet. You just cost this company One million dollars <laughs> Brilliant Brilliant ricochet You've done it again You've done it well, again Well the funny teeth is Well there you go Now you've got it Yeah Brilliant Arch- Oh he's injured Yeah he's injured But You mention him here And it gives me a nice Segue Into another Guaranteed segment tonight Sige We're gonna Oh, we get some more, some more comedy because uh, the Miz is because <laughs> the Miz is going to have to apologise tonight. Apparently, is that the, the, it's, the it's, that's what's been announced? A Miz, Miz special episode of Miz TV where it's teased he's going to finally apologise to to Gargano. I think if I know my WWE right, okay, Miz is going to come out. He's going to have the face. This is going to be in the first segment of the show. Because how might that look and sound? <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, okay, okay. Um, what's the theme for all guys? Uh, we figured this uh, out last week, didn't we? Uh, feels like greatness. Is that that one? Yeah, just say feels like greatness to the dynamite theme. Feels like greatness. Oh, yeah, I see me coming. There's a raw, raw by point of the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, that's good. All right, okay. So the Miz comes out, and he's got like this face where he's like, well, gonna have to fess up. He comes to the ring, he doesn't really want to say it. And then there's about like three people chanting tiny balls, and the other 8,000 people who inexplicably buy tickets, even though they <laughs> don't actually want to be there. I can see it on their blank, silent faces. There's like three of them going, tiny balls. He goes, I don't have tiny balls. Say it. <laughs> even though I don't want you to say it, I want you to say it on the Miz. And then there's like 10 more people go, uh, 14 people go like, Tiny balls, and then he goes, you know, been done doing a lot of reflecting over the past. Why do Americans say that? Why do Americans pronounce ing as double eng? Yeah, I don't know. Ing, ing, like uh, Bruce Pritchard does that. Yeah, we're reflecting society. Weird. So I don't know why Americans do that, but they do it. Uh-huh. They definitely do that. Um, so he's going to say, Miss is going to come out and say, I've been uh, doing some reflecting. And uh, I'd just like to say that I'm sorry. I'm sorry that the thing that he's not sorry about, but that's how they set up these what? things. Yes. I thought he was just going to apologize for real. No. Nah. What? Yeah, he's going to say, last week you all saw something uh, you weren't supposed to see, and I've got to hold my hands up and fess up to this. Yeah, I twatted Johnny Gargano with a bit from under the ring to win our match. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the fact you did that. And then Dexter Loomis, because we're two weeks away from the pay-per-view, is probably going to get involved. Survivor Series 2022. It's Papa H's first 
like real big fall because he wasn't fun enough to book the the track there. He just wasn't. <laughs> he just doesn't have the banter to do that. So this is his first real biggin'. I'm gonna do war games. Eh? I'm also gonna do uh, uh, Eli Drake versus Bray Wyatt and uh, the Miz, the Miz versus uh, Dexter Loomis. Give it a Pritchard. Oh, Give no. it a Pritchard till the end of the season. Like I, I'm, we might get to this on this preview. Like. He wants to be grateful that he's got Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley on that undercard because between those War Games matches, a whole lot of nothing right now. I ca- like that crowd is going to die for Bray Wyatt and LA Knight and the Miz and Dexter. Like, I don't want this. I didn't want this match when it nearly happened two weeks ago. Yeah, I didn't want and it they on were Raw, let alone. They were promoting it on TV, and I know that like it's kind of pointless now and not like a business fallacy to suggest that the premium live event is even as important as television. But in your old wrestling head brain, you were like, well, at least it's not made it to. Premium live event, or a big four especially. It's just raw. We'll get out of the way. It'll maybe lead to something else. Maybe it'll lead to Gargano, Miz. That was terrible too. This is just not, like, affording any good wrestling, any good story, any good content at this point. Like, the wackiness of the early days of that camera shot on Dexter when his his head popped out under the ring. People quite enjoyed the Zoom. There's nothing. This is offering absolutely nothing. The pattern's gone if there was either and any there to begin with. I hate the story. One of the worst of the year, the story, I think. It's not offering completely nothing, because I've just thought... It's time to play the game! And that game, of course, is... Did it, did it, did it, did it. How's he going to attack the Miz? (laughs) So he's going to sneak in, but from where? My money's on cameraman. Already the cameraman in the ring, you know, the whole... Not bad. uh, that's the one with the... They should should do a bit where the the cameraman steps across the shot a little bit. Um, to give the impression that that's maybe a bit of dodgy production, uh, whereas in fact it was meant to be and it was to tell you all along. Good idea, that. I think it sounds like a good idea. Like Kenny Omega and Hangman Page and Don Callis. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no idea, mate. I don't know, no I don't know what you're referring, referring to. <laughs> Where could he be? Mm. Uh, could he be? Could it be a Moose TV? MLW? There'll be a, there'll be a framed picture of, De- you know, they all put those pictures on stands. Yeah. One of Dexter Lemus. The eyes follow you around the room. The pictures are in boxes somehow, and Dexter Loomis is inside <laughs> one of them. He says he's got. He says he's got gifts gift. for Maurice as an apology. That's it. And then, oh, obviously, on. he's gonna be in a six foot tall box. Yeah, that's what the crack is. You get a guy out of a box, and they get. Uh, I didn't expect. That's the one thing I didn't want to happen. What was the payoff that time when it was? Was it like Ambrose? Like, oh, he's in the box, isn't he? And he wasn't. Yeah, someone smashed some stuff up, didn't they? Yeah, I can't. I'm, I was trying to. There was. It was Ambrose and the Miz again. It was. I think. It, I think was it around the time the Shield refused him and Miz Taraj or something. And Ambrose was like, yeah, well, I know there's like a massive box there. He's going to be in that. Like Curtis Axel's going to attack me, and then he wasn't. He was hiding under the ring instead. Edge kick out, kick the crap out of someone years ago who had like a giant king's head on. He was like, I know you're a bad guy, and he just kicked the crap. It was crap just an extra. <laughs> yeah. So we're thinking they could do the double blow. So either. There's like a six foot five tall box. It's like, who's going to be in there? And the missus is going to go, because he's paranoid, you see. Yeah. And he's going to say something like, I know who's in there. And he's going to, I'm sure they've done this before, literally with the Miz. He goes, ah. And like, tears open the box. And then no one's in it. And then you get to the hard cam. Oh, he punched a mascot at the pay-per-view. He was certain yeah. the mascot was Loomis. Yeah. Sure, Gritty. Was. Gritty. Gritty, yeah. Gritty. And then they do the zoom out. And then the camera operator in the ring puts the camera down, and it's Dexter Loomis doing that with his eyes. <laughs> and he takes off like the weird overhaul yeah, overhauls. Yeah. 
outfit that they wear in these contexts. And there's like, oh, bloody hell, there's a bloody camera operator all along. And, uh, and then Gargano's going to be like, hey, Miz, do you like the cinematography lessons I got Dexter for his birthday? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> the whistle's still around his neck. I, 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 I hate him more than the rest of this angle. Johnny Gargano at this point is a detestable little cretin. <laughs> like every single week. More of that. <laughs> uh, what when the reveal happens? What's Johnny Gargano gonna say with a cool, sly wit of an action hero? <laughs> Sorry. Well, Miz, looks like you got the part. Because <laughs> it got, got filmed. Good. He's also dressed as Austin Powers now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's look at the rest of this show. Then. Groovy baby. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> No, because they give you the words on a card before you come out. So him from the Halifax. <laughs> he says, who gives you extra? I'm supposed to say, groovy, baby. Yeah. That's Johnny and Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blind Dave, who gets to fight the Miz. Yeah, three yeah. of them. <laughs> he selected opponent number three, Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, let's look at the rest of this show then, because we've got Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor. Yeah, it's pretty good, that. Um, three and a half stars. The crowd will be into it for the last three minutes, and uh, it'll go twenty-eight. 
And uh, <laughs> 28 dickheads on Twitter will call it a banger. The end. I'm way more interested in this than will be normally because Seth, <laughs> to be Seth fair, freaking Rollins interacting with the Judgment Day. Yeah, yeah. it's great. I'm like, part of the uh, Judgment Day. <laughs> <laughs> All the individual themes should be that when it's yes. like that they're individually a part of it. Look, Seth versus Theory had the crowd going ape out mm. the ass all match long. So I do think this could be the rule proven exception to my cynicism. Want uh, Bobby Lashley after the fact to uh, Seth will retain. Is it a title match or is it? I don't. Yeah, I assume it must be a title match. I think so. Um, Seth will retain. It will be good and competitive and all those sorts of things. But uh, Bobby Lashley to then just batter Seth after the match and uh, like Dominic Mysterio in particular to find this really really funny and maybe lay in a few boots and stuff like that. Whilst the Judgment Day got kicking around at the moment, it's the yeah, Mia Yim. Obviously, just joining the OC. Ah, uh, there'll course, be some developments there. Yeah, so you'll have some... Because they'll be setting up that, presumably, a Survivor Series match. That's, I hope that is a Survivor. That's something good for the undercard. That's good. Like, uh, you can have four versus four elimination rules, which allows Rhea Ripley to eliminate Gallows with a big power mm-hmm. slam kicking the balls. You can actually get one of his returning starlets over at yep. last because those matches are designed to just get the best bits, fat-free, get me in. And Rhea is the sole, like the last two in the sole survivor spot at the end of the season. I'd love Good that. stuff. I yeah. would like that. I would like that. I'm a part of the judgment day. On the other side. On the other side. The, when, you know in that theme when it says, on the other side, if it's the judgment day on the other side, are they just on about the House of Black? I've got the judgment day on the other side. <laughs> It's time to play the game! What game's that? What's better? <laughs> Hamlet's Alter Bridge or Sidgwick's Hetfield? Ooh. Yeah. So you go, you do an Alter Bridge thing first. Alter Bridge, Alter the Judgment Day. And your luck runs out. Well, they're on Twitter. What we're saying, um, saying is all that music is credible. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> Been a bit all night, me long, and then your look runs out. Running bear, I'm Austin Theory. Everything from Monday. I love that Edge got his boys another paid. Yeah, I'm turning. I'm, they're cutting me hair in that, but like, I can sense some more residual. Where have you gone, Edge? Who <laughs> are these four complete wankers? <laughs> nah, I shoot love them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Hamlet talks about the judgment date in the office <laughs> when he doesn't have to. And I'm yeah. like, well, mate, why? <laughs> I don't begrudge him for it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm looking forward to this because, like yes. you say, it, I mean, you, I'm slightly concerned there's going to be a lot of shenanigans around this, like you say, oh. because as Seth's only babyface, so he can't just straightforward win matches now. North um, American wrestling promoters stop being afraid to beat people. Challenge impossible. Hmm. Mm. So I think, yeah, there may be some Bobby Lashley involvement in this. There may be some, maybe Mia Yim punches bloody Finn Balor in the ballocks. I'll say this, for, if you're going to try and build, like there's nothing wrong in trying to build two Survivor Series matches out of this. At least they're both good ones. At least we're not in the position where you've got this terrible singles match with The Miz or you've got this awful, awful idea that cannot possibly work with Bray Wyatt and Eli Drake. Mm. I'm still laughing at what I... Awful idea that is. Like we we didn't we didn't talk about it. Since. I mean, uh, Will Bond did the SmackDown review this morning. Uh, Eli Drake, even LA Knight, LA Knight, even if he wants to or not, he got genuinely yeah, offended there. Uh, yeah, whether he wants to or not, is just going to banter the fiend off the face of the earth. He did it on SmackDown. Like, yeah, crab out of the screen. Yeah, I'm with you. It's a bit like The Rock, if you think about it. 
<laughs> Doing his impression. Bray Wyatt's stupid uh, yeah. laugh. He's not intimidating or menacing. He's not scary. Surely that's a fundamental part of being a supernatural spooky character who's a little bit unhinged. He just does a crappy laugh. That's all it is. My name's Bray Wyatt. I guess <laughs> we're friends now. <laughs> Uh, like Elliot Knight's doing his best impression of the rock and stone called E.T. And Bray Wyatt's doing Mankind. It's like, <laughs> it's like the match you can't believe isn't happening in a leisure centre in the United Kingdom. <laughs> Booked by Triple H, so he's not even involved. But he's like, I'm just as involved in the attitude here, actually, because I'm booking this. Yeah, guys like uh, uh, guys like Foley, Rock, Austin, me. Uh, who, who's that last one again? <laughs> yeah, Paul. <laughs> uh, so Seth Rollins to win? Yep. Yeah. I think it's, if it's non-title, maybe Finn Balor gets it. But I think... If it is, it's you know, a pick them between results that won't matter in the goddamn slightest. Either the Judgment Day interfere on Finn Balor's behalf. And Dom- Dominic's got LTST with him, with Seth. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that might like, be fun. Finn extracted that injury stuff. Pandemic last week, wrestling just hit different. I can't wait for those <laughs> days tomorrow. Yeah, it did hit different actually. Um, so either Seth Rollins beats Finn Balor. <coughs> And then the Judgment Day beat him down, and then the OC come out to even the odds in the beatdown. Or the other way around happens, where Finn Balor beats Seth Rollins through the interference of the Judgment Day, and the OC will be having none of that in a year. WWE can never, ever undo the, their excesses of in the pandemic of the things they thought they needed to do just to keep on television. Seth Rollins cannot say to Dominic, I can't believe what you're doing to your father. And, uh, like, there are, there are things they can never undo what those characters did when they believed, well, we're just going to have to get completely ridiculous. We're going to be more preposterous than we've ever been because what, what else is this to do on the other side? On the other side! It's like, book really compelling television uh, in an empty building. As much as I love him, is there any way, considering what um, Bobby Lashley did to Mustafa Ali last week, we could get a rerun of Dominic Mysterio being thrown at a wall like when he fought Brock Lesnar? Uh, yes. Remember that? That, that was amazing. That would be great. <laughs> Just going to check on my dad in the trainer's room. Him <laughs> 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 <And> flying. <laughs> right. Um, let's get serious. Um, Sidgwick, is Elias going to betray Matt Riddle tonight? They're forming a band, according to uh, the reports, um, to take on the Alpha Academy, which means we'll get Chad Gable wrestling tonight. So that's, you know, every cloud and all that. Yeah. They actually had something with Riddle as well. Before 2020 happened, and a lot of people soured on Riddle, the take was, or at least mine was, he's completed it. He's got the brass neck that Vince McMahon has always been enamored with, not some little subservient geek. He'll actually challenge us. He's actually a bit of a head case in terms of who he thinks he is. We don't know who he thinks he is, but we kind of like that because he's got some walls. He's legitimate, great body. He wears... On purpose, naturally, the stupid arsehole smile that Vince wants everyone, everybody else mm. to wear unnaturally. He's got this UFC mainstream adjacent credibility. Like Vince wouldn't push John Morrison famously because he just doesn't look like an ass kicker. Riddle was an ass kicker who put smiles on people's faces, who wore a big smile out there, who's ripped. He forgot his Asker lines, laughed it off, and you know that would have gone down better with Vince than anybody else that would forget. Yeah, yeah. So, so, sorry, boss. I stumbled, you know, on camera or something. They thought that he was like, you know, he was made in a lab to be a WWE headliner in its cursed era, and Triple H has fumbled the ball with him. Don't know how that's happened. Honestly, can't figure out how that's happened so quickly. That week, the suspicions of uh, how much 
control as Vincent Manry assumed recently, started, I think, with the week that Riddle came out asking Elias to have a hit on his bong. Because it was still fresh off that. Yes, he'd lost to Seth. It's such a marked change yeah. to the it's guy weird. who was like, in that side by side interview, I'm going to kick your ass, bro. That guy, yeah. not terribly good performance, in my, actually, but it was a very different guy to the Riddle who came before and the Riddle who has resurfaced after. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm a fan of Riddles. And even I, last week, when they had the Usos and the New Day, when he came out, I went, oh, what's he doing here? They ruined it. Yeah, he killed the vibe, didn't he? Coming out with his stupid bollocks. But it feels like it's been it's been this uh, long, long run. Well, not that long run, running, but the obvious turn that's coming with Elias because Riddle keeps ballsing up is one thing. I feel like maybe this is tonight. Uh, and yes. I can just only imagine Chad Gable being the happiest clam, kissing his boy Otis, and just well, we got the victory. The is happiest it? clam. Yeah. I like that. The, the the heat is no more or less than it was when Elias returned, is it really? This program hasn't sprung into life of people. Mrs. Ezekiel. Nervous. Like, this is not one of them situations where they're nervously awaiting the turn. It's not a bloodline situation. Yeah, yeah. Is this something that Elias snaps? They can't even, like, they not can't this even. this night. Not of all the nights. They're going to, like, Elias. The week is, after Wilkes Bar. Wilkes Bar. He's going to hit Riddle. Austin. He's going to hit Riddle with a guitar in the back. So that's not going to look as good as Darby Allen being in a pool of blood, is it? <laughs> like, they've not even got good guitar shots at the moment. So. Well, that's the point of any of this. And the match is going to stink. Oh, God, it's... Riddle's yeah. got to, like, work his ass off to get some... Like, I, I think Elias has a place, actually. He's a manager. Maybe. Oh, awesome w- awesome body. Ezekiel, in the right context, probably had a longer lifespan than it got. That one week that they did the Photoshop was like, I might have something there with this weird Ezekiel could be a hot tag in a prelim yes. baby face tag act. Yeah. That's a ceiling. Or... It's going to go 18 rock. minutes with their riddle. It's going to be the next person to team with Chad Gable. Here's a question right now. Are they going to do Elias and Ezekiel in the Rumble? They should. Elias early, backstage. Should have the yeah. And then, and then disappear from television. for. Unless he's turned heel by then, in which case... Like, I, I think Triple H hits Ezekiel. That knee hit the other week. Was that against one of... Was that against Gable? Where Gable's like doing a big moonsault and he just nailed someone yeah. with a knee. That was, that was awesome. really good. Yeah. But, like you say, he's limited. Should have been the finish, but then... I thought Alicia Fox had a good suplex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's what you do in the spaces between moves. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think tonight's the night we get there. Me, think I'm... Oh, Tanahashi. I'm a complete cock. <laughs> but again, it's for... This is the problem. Uh, look, I know, like, Cedric especially enjoys griefing me if, like, I'm praising Triple H for the basics. But part of the basics, and this is plotting, it's not particularly good storytelling, but it's plotting, is that at least if... You've got, you've got to plot people that you want to see wrestle. And this feels like the third example already where you've plotted a few between two wrestlers I cannot be asked to watch. Mm. Elias and Riddle is the outcome from this. So even if, yes, Riddle won't have seen the turn coming and we'll have all seen that Elias is going to get sick of it and like just snap and attack him. So what? Because the end result is Elias and Riddle. You're signing a bunch of people. Like The whole point is to create a roster of new, compelling combinations of wrestlers. And you're not doing it. Even if you're doing the plotting... You're a long way short of that mm. with so many different so many different combinations. None of these are Survivor Series matches. Well, speaking of Survivor Series, the countdown is on for Rollins. Uh, and finally, uh, well, we know we've got one confirmed so far, of course. It's Damage Katarl and Nikki Cross, former 24-7 champion, um, versus Bianca Belair, Asuka, Bliss, and two question marks. More of a development with that this week, do you reckon? And... On the other side of things, tonight, today's the day that the Usos have broken that tag team title record. Will they show up? 
I would like, I don't think they will, but I would like them to show up because I think now is the time to, um, ideally on Raw, you have the baby faces, the brawling brutes and Drew McIntyre looking for a fifth guy and this be the return of Kevin Owens. They'll probably not explain confusingly why he just disappeared off television. He suffered an injury at a house show, you know. Is that what it was? So that explains why. No, no, no like just two days ago. Oh God. Yeah. That's really bad. Um, Cause that seems to be the play. There's like yeah. a fifth space where obviously Sammy wasn't there on SmackDown and um, I've been waiting and then he's bloody, it's shocking. Ah, oh, that'd be a nightmare. Well, I hope that's not going to rule him out of it completely. Cause that's appeared to be the direction that was looking pretty great too. So yeah, that would be a nice reason to have the Usos there. If Owens can go, if he can't, then probably best keep him away for the time being and just don't acknowledge that the teams need a fifth person. The, the women's war games match, the two spaces obviously are most interesting because of Sasha and Naomi. I wonder if they narrow that down to one and put Candice LeRae in there mm-hmm. as a fourth person and then on the night write one of the others out. You know what I mean? So to because then They've it, left two markedly that they'd be incompetent if they didn't realise that people were gonna like fan cast yeah. Sasha and Naomi into these rooms. It sold out in Boston early doors because I think people were making the assumption that by then in, in the What's the name of the arena? Uh, is it TD Garden? Garden. TD Garden. TD Garden. Um, yeah, there was faith. Wicked pisser. When those, t- <laughs> when those tickets went on sale, it was a great show of faith that Triple H by then would have Sasha Banks back, and I think that might still be the case as well. Mm. But aye, those two spaces exist for people to book Sasha and Naomi. So I guess just fill out the fill out the heel side. It's Look, not that I don't want to see Sasha Banks and Naomi wrestle again. It'd be so funny if they just oh, that's kind of throwing somebody else. But they just left those that, two yeah. blanks. Like, don't do that, you asshole. It's, 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 a, weird, it's a weird dynamic, isn't it? Because, like, Damage Guitar can just add whoever they want to the team to make it five. Mm. Just a bad person, basically. But it's a weird thing now with these two gaps, especially because we're less than two weeks away now. <laughs> if they go, like, we're going to recruit some people tonight, and they go, like, right, we're going to get, I don't know, bloody Dujab or whoever. And people will be like, ah, oh. and then Damage Guitar will be like, ah, this is this your favourite, is it? Kick the crap out of her, pilmanise her ankle or whatever. And people are like, yay, that means we're probably going to get Sasha and Naomi now. <laughs> Thank God I was getting worried. Like, yeah. But this Whatever thing, happened to DJ Abby? Uh, nothing since the Nikki Cross split. Yeah, they separated, didn't they? So She's really good as well. Mm. Um, Hopefully she's not going to be called that when she comes back. I hate the name, did you? Yes, yeah, she would tell Triple H. Was it Piper Niven that was a WWE? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll yeah. go with that. So the thing with the... So Candice LeRae isn't in the match when it seemed a lock that that was one of the reasons why she'd been brought back when she was. Uh, Tegan Knox is a cult favourite who I really like who's got War Games law with Dakota Kai. Mm. There are people... God knows Triple H loves his 2019 law. Uh-huh. So there are people... Nobody that, else knows about the goddamn hell <laughs> <laughs> uh, There are people that tr- they could slot into these spots, but yeah, that is the situation. They've got those two spaces, ideally for the most anticipation, have to stay a blank. But then when the heels are up to full strength, then the baby stays... the final person on the heel team as well? Uh, well, it's a shame that I mean, they could just undo that, I guess. It's a shame that Nikki Cross and Dewdrop did split because she's probably a brilliant asset for the heels. Yeah. Who else have they got kicking around? Any heels at Italia. all? Natalia. Knows the club inside out. Broken nose. Safe pair of hands. Shoot. Shana kicked her nose off the Shoot other week. Shoot nose surgery. Shoot nose surgery. They used an injury angle to her because she so needed good. something doing to her nose. Yeah, Shayna Baszler's back. Maybe Shayna Baszler. She yeah. might be busy a bit she on the spot. She? Yeah. Well, who else, who else is a heel in that division? Have you got anybody? Uh, not like I think I'm on the top of my head. Uh. They just keep... Dana Brooke turns evil. 
Now, what if she campaigns to be in the babyface team because of 24-7 law, wants a piece of Nikki Cross's ass, and damage Katal injure her? Yeah. That would be a really funny way to be like, hey, Dana Brooke's injured. That would be, uh, <laughs> and Triple H has been heartless with Dana Brooke on more than one occasion lately. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. Nervous excitement on tonight's show because last week's show. Nothing. Tiffany Stratton getting the call? Don't, don't, don't give She's me been hope. Conspicuous by her absence on NXT mm. of late. And she can goo. She can goo. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I, it is one of those ones where sometimes. When it comes to looking up and down at the roster, he's going to pick the ones at the bottom. Yeah. As in on NXT. <laughs> sometimes, you know, after just a passable roar, I'm kind of indifferent. After that car crash last week, I'm like, Right, what? How do you follow this up, especially in a supposedly non-Vince McMahon era? Like, I'm intrigued. I'm genuinely not looking forward to it, but nervously intrigued. Triple H hasn't lost me entirely, but Vince McMahon is trying to. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. Where, that's where I'm at with WWE at the moment. Obviously, I've got quite a lot of faith in the project. Uh, I'm really keen to see the Rumble and how all that comes together, but I. Like, there's been a lot of rubbish roars lately. Really rubbish roars. The pattern hasn't gone unnoticed. Mm. Like, what uh, the season premiere was a total ripper of an episode. And we've not even really had a good one since. There's I've been flashpoints, but there's been no single good episode since. I've spent the entire time of this period with my Jack Nicholson face. <laughs> like, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> like the old AW thing, the power is back. Yeah, like, yeah. one that time. Well, let us know your thoughts ahead of Raw tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Also, underneath the uh, the thread for this episode, let us know who you think is better. Alter Bridge or... What's James? Headfield. Headfield. Just right. Bridge or Headfield. <laughs> bridge, bridge or Field. <laughs> New game to stop Bridge or Field. <laughs> See. It's time to play the game! We'll just do different promos every week in bridge and field voices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You can follow uh, Bridge on Twitter at... Uh, Michael Hamlet. <laughs> and you can follow Field on Twitter at... And that's a bottom line, da. M. Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilmore. Follow us all at What Culture <laughs> WWE. Uh, subscribe to What Culture Wrestling uh, for daily wrestling podcasts. Our SmackDown and our Rampage reviews are on there right now. And our review of this show will drop into your feed tomorrow as soon as it is released. And make sure, if you haven't done so already, to leave a five-star review review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. You can write your review on Apple Podcasts. On Spotify, just screenshot your five stars and email me your review. As proof, Adam.Wilborn at What Culture. Accusations. Short crap wrestling related, you know the deal. Uh, right, for now, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.